Today then we begin on the chapter regarding the supplications before sleeping. إِنَّ مِنَ الْأَوْرَادِ الْمُبَارَكَةِ الَّتِي كَانَ يُحَافِظُ عَلَيْهَا النَّبِيُّ الْكَرِيمُ صلى الله عليه وسلم كلما آوى في الليل إلى فراشه لينام ما ثبت في الصحيحين عن أم المؤمنين عائشة رضي الله عنها أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان إذا أوى إلى فراشه كل ليلة جمع كفيه ثم نفث فيهما فقرأ قل هو الله أحد وقل أعوذ برب الفلق وقل أعوذ برب الناس ثم يمسح بهما ما استطاع من جسده يبدأ بهما على رأسه ووجهه وما أقبل من جسده يفعل ذلك ثلاث مرات In this hadith now then it mentions what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to do before going to sleep Hadith is in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he used to retire to his bed every night, he would put together his palms and spittle into them. Spittle into them. And then he would recite, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ and then, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ All of the chapters, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Then, with that, he would wipe what he was able from his body. He would wipe what he was able with his body, beginning with his face and head, and then that which was on the front of his body. And he would do that three times. فَهَذَا تَعَوُّضٌ عَظِيمٌ وَحِرْزٌ لِلْإِنسَانِ وَحَافِظٌ لَهُ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ مِنْ أَنْ يَمَسَّهُ فِي مَنَامِهِ مَكْرُوهُ أَوْ يَنَالَهُ شَرٌ أَوْ أَذَى أَوْ يُصِيبَهُ شَيْءٌ مِنَ الْهَوَامِ الْمُؤْذِيَةِ أَوْ الْحَشَرَاتِ الْقَاتِلَةِ So this is a tremendous form of seeking refuge uh, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking Allah for protection, and it is a guard for you. This dua, or reciting those chapters of the Qur'an, spittling and then wiping over the body, it is a protection for a person, to protect him from anything bad happening to him whilst he sleeps, to protect him from any evil or harm coming to him when he sleeps, or perhaps some poisonous animal or something stinging him when he's asleep. لا سيما الإنسان عند نومه يكون غافلا عن كل ما يجيء إليه وعن جميع ما يحدث له. Because especially when a person is asleep, you don't pay attention to what is going on. You are asleep, you have no recognition of what is happening. There could be some poisonous animal, something coming to sting you, could be anything that occurs. 
and a person does not realize what is happening when he's asleep. So doing this, reciting those chapters of the Qur'an, spittling and then wiping upon the body, is a means of protection for that person from what may occur during the night. فَإِذَا اشْتَغَلَ عِنْدَمَا يَأْوِي إِلَى فِرَاشِهِ بِهَذَا الْوِرْدِ الْعَظِيمِ وَالْحِرْزِ الْمَتِينِ حُفِظَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَكُفِيَ وَوُقِيَ So if a person does that, spittles and recites those three chapters and wipes on his body, then he has, inshaAllah, by the permission of Allah, given a protection. And he is guarded for the night. وَلَمْ يَزَلْ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَافِظٌ إِلَىٰ أَنْ يُصْبِحُ And there will be a guardian upon him up until he arises. وَهَذَا يُؤَكِّدُ أَهْمِيَّةَ مُحَافَظَةِ الْمُسْلِمِ عَلَىٰ هَذَا الْوِرْدِ كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ عِنْدَمَا يَأْوِي إِلَىٰ فِرَاشِهِ And this emphasizes the importance that a Muslim needs to give the importance of a Muslim preserving and guarding over this particular remembrance and dhikr before going to sleep. لِيَنَالَ هَذَا الْحِفْظِ So that he gets this protection for the night. وَلِتَتَحَقَّقَ لَهُ تِلْكَ الْعِنَايَةِ وَالْرِعَايَةِ So that you have that protection and safeguard for the night. وَقَدْ كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ يُحَافِظُ عَلَى هَذَا الْوِرْدِ أَشَدَّ الْمُحَافَظَةِ And the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم used to give extreme importance to making sure he maintained this dhikr every night. وَلَا يَتْرُكُ قَوْلَهُ فِي كُلِّ لَيْلَةِ And he would not leave saying this in any night. وَمِمَّا يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ عِظَمِ عِنَايَةِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِهِ مَا ثَبَتَ فِي بَعْضِ طُرُقِ الْحَدِيثِ أَنَّ عَائِشَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا قَالَتْ فَلَمَّا اشْتَكَى صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ كَانَ يَأْمُرُ أَنْ أَفْعَلَ ذَلِكَ بِهِ And so the messenger would not leave this particular dhikr spittling and reciting قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ وَحَدْ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَ and then wiping it over his body, he would never leave that. And it's mentioned in one of the versions of the hadith that Aisha radiallahu anha said that when the messenger was ill, uh, he used to tell me to do that upon him. وَثَبَتَ فِي الصَّحِيحِ عَنْهَا radiallahu anha And also it is mentioned in the Sahih of Al-Bukhari from Aisha radiyallahu anha, anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yanfuthu ala nafsihi fi maradihi alladhi qubida fihi bil-mu'awadhat. Falamma thakula kuntu ana anfuthu alayhi bihinna. Famsahu biyadi nafsihi libarakatiha. She said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to do this spital and then wipe over himself before going to sleep. He used to do that even when he was in his uh, final illness before death. He was still doing that. And when it became very difficult upon him to be able to do it, then he told her to do it and she would do it. She would do that spittling and reciting and then use his own hand to do the wiping for the barakah from that.
فكان صلى الله عليه وسلم يحافظ على هذا التعوذ مع اشتداد المرض عليه فيقرأ صلى الله عليه وسلم هذه الصور So the messenger used to safeguard over this particular recitation, this particular dhikr even when he was in severe illness he would still be reciting these chapters before sleep وَيَنْفَثُ فِي يَدِهِ الشَّرِيفَةِ and that he would spittle into his hand وَيَأْمُرُ عَائِشَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا أَنْ تُمِرَّ يَدَهُ عَلَى جَسَيْدِهِ لِعَدَمْ تَمَتْكُنِهِ and he would tell Aisha رضي الله عنها that she would take a hold of his hand and do the wiping upon the body because he couldn't physically move his hand anymore uh, from the severity of the illness so he would tell Aisha رضي الله عنها to pick up his hand and to do the wiping وقول عائشة رضي الله عنها في الحديث كان إذا آوى إلى فراشه So Aisha رضي الله عنها mentioned in the hadith when he used to retire to his bed أي إذا رجع إليه وضمه فراشه ودخل فيه Meaning when he used to get into bed When he used to actually get into bed ومنه المأوى وهو المكان الذي يأوي إليه الإنسان But when he used to actually get into bed That's when he used to do this ذكر and the spittling and the wiping وقولها كل ليلة And she mentioned in the narration that he did this every night فيه دلالة على محافظة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم على هذا التعوذ في جميع لياله and this is an evidence that the messenger safeguarded over this remembrance, this dhikr, every night. وَقَوْلُهَا جَمَعَ كَفَّيْهِ And she mentioned in the narration that the messenger put together his two palms. اَيْ ضَمَّ يَدَيْهِ وَأَلْصَقَ إِحْدَاهُمَا بِالْأُخْرَى That he put his two hands together and joined them together. وَهُمَا مَفْتُوحَتَانِ إِلَى جِهَةِ الْوَجْهِ and the two hands are open, not closed, open towards the face. Joined together, opened towards the face. So that he could do the spittle into them. The spittle, it is not spitting. It is not spitting when saliva and everything spitting. Spittle. Or it is a blowing out with the tiniest of... Uh, liquid perhaps or saliva perhaps but it is the blowing out not spitting with the saliva coming out he would spit not spit into his hands and then nafatha fihima so then he would spit into his two hands and in fact he explains it here one nafthu shabihun nafkh and spittling is similar to blowing it is similar to that blowing وَهُوَ أَقَلْ مِنَ التَّفْلِ وَهُوَ خُرُوجُ الْهَوَاءِ مِنَ الْفَمَّعِ شَيْءٍ يَسِيرٍ مِنَ الْرِيقِ So it is when you blow out, blow out from your mouth with the tiniest of spit saliva in that. Like that. It is not spitting out, it is not just blowing out, it is that spittle. The blowing out with the tiniest amount of uh, uh, content in it. So that's how he would do it. Blow into the uh, two hands like that. Spittle into the two hands like that. 
And then ثُمَّ مَصَحَ بِهِمَا مَسْتَطَاعَ مِنْ جَسَدِهِ He would then wipe whatever he was able from his body. فِيهِ دَلِيلٌ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ السُنَّةَ أَنْ يَمْسَحَ بِيَدِهِ مَسْتَطَاعَ مَسْحَهُ مِنْ بَدَنِهِ So this indicates that whatever you are able to wipe from your body, you do so. وَمِمَّا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يُعْلَمْ هُنَا أَنَّ مَسْحَ الْوَجْهُ وَالْبَدَنْ خَاصٌ بِهَذَا الْمَوْطِنِ وَلَا يَصِحْ أَنْ يُعَمَّمْ فِي كُلِّ ذِكْرَ أَوْ دُعَاءٍ It should be noted that wiping over the body is specific to this dhikr, not any other time. Sometimes people, whatever dua they are doing, whatever dhikr from all of the other ones we've mentioned in these classes, they do any of those types of adhkar and then they wipe over their body. Incorrect. It is only this dhikr that you do and then you actually do the wiping on your body. Not any other duas or supplications or adhkar. وَلَمْ يَثْبُتْ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي ذَلِكَ حَدِيثٍ And there is no other hadith evidenced that he would wipe his body after the other adhkar. لِهَذَا قَالَ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَّ رَحِيمَهُ اللَّهِ وَأَمَّا مَسْحُهُ وَجْهَهُ بِيَدَيْهِ فَلَيْسَ عَنْهُ فِيهِ إِلَّا حَدِيثًا أَوْ حَدِيثًا لَا تَقُومُ بِهِمَا حِجَّةٍ as for after making dua, wiping your face with your hands, then there are some narrations that are mentioned. Shaykh al-Islam says there's only one or two hadith that are mentioned about that after making dua or supplication, then wiping your face. There's only one or two hadith, Shaykh al-Islam says, that are mentioned about that, and both of them or all of them have weakness in them. They are all weak narrations. They are all weak narrations about wiping the face after making dua. But some of the scholars do say that even though all of those narrations about doing that are weak, some of them say the weakness in them is minimal. And to make it very simple to understand, there is a cutoff line. Where if a hadith falls below that cutoff line, then it's a weak hadith. If it just manages to get above that line, it's acceptable. These narrations about wiping over the face after making dua are below that cutoff line. But they are only just below it. Sometimes you might have a hadith that is below the line down there. Weak hadith, finished. That's not going to be acceptable at all. But sometimes a weak hadith might just fall short. And so with this one, some scholars say about the wiping over the face, they are just falling short of acceptability. And there's a few of them. And all of them just fall short of acceptability. Sometimes, if you have multiple narrations, and they're all just falling short, and there's a few of them, by collecting them all together, it's as though they strengthen each other. Together, unified all of those narrations, strengthen each other to the level where they can just squeeze into acceptability. Some scholars say this could be the case about the narrations about wiping on your face. That they are weak, but together, all of them, put together in a unified way, all of the chains of narration, they just about push it into acceptability. Some scholars say that. 
Others, they say, no, they're all weak narrations and you cannot establish an evidence from them. So you should not wipe over your face after making the dua. And that's what Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah appears to say here, that there's only one or two hadith and they're weak and there's no evidence that can be established from them regarding wiping the face with your hands after supplication. But here in this particular dhikr, in this particular one, before going to sleep, it is proven, established, that you do do that. In this one it's proven. In other ones it is not proven. وَقَوْلُهَا يَبْدَأُ بِهِمَا عَلَى رَأْسِهِ وَوَجْهِهِ وَمَا أَقْبَلَ مِنْ جَسَدِهِ So that he would then wipe on his face and head and the front of his body. فِيهِ بَيَانٌ أَنَّ السُنَّةِ أَنْ يَبْدَأَ الْمُسْلِمُ بِأَعَالِي بَدَنِهِ فَيَمْسَحُ عَلَى رَأْسِهِ وَوَجْهِهِ وَمَا أَقْبَلَ مِنْ جَسَدِهِ so this indicates that when you begin the wiping, you begin with the elevated sections of your body, the higher sections of your body, the face, the head, and then you come down from that, the front of the body, and then what you are able to reach from the other sides of the body. Uh, and the sunnah is that you do that process three times. The sunnah, according to how the Prophet ﷺ did it, is that it is done three times. ثُمَّ إِنَّ السُّورَةَ الْأُولَى مِنْ هَذِهِ السُّورَ الثَّلَاثِ قَدْ اشْتَمَلَتْ عَلَى ذِكْرِ صِفَةِ الرَّبِّ جَلَّ شَأْنُهُ بل أخلصت لبيان تلك الصفة ولهذا سميت سورة الإخلاص لأنها مشتملة على إخلاص التوحيد العلمي لله تبارك وتعالى And from the three chapters of the Quran that you're supposed to recite the first one is قل هو الله أحد الله السمد لم يلد ولم يلد ولم يقلق فحن حد All of that الإخلاص And then also قل أعوذ برب الفلق And قل أعوذ برب الناس all of those are recited, and the first of those, Qul Huwallahu Ahad, is Suratul Ikhlas, because it is sincere and uh, uh, completely about the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so, the other two after that, Amma al-Mu'awwidatan, fafihima ta'awwudhu billahi azza wa jal min ash-shururi jami'iha wal-afati kulliha. فَصُورَةُ الْفَلَقِ فِيهَا التَّعَوُّذْ بِاللَّهِ الْعَظِيمِ And so after Al-Ikhlas, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ After that you have قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ And قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ And if you look at the meanings of those two chapters, you see that you are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection from various affairs. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ I seek refuge in the Lord of the dawn break, the daybreak, from the evil of what He created. And that includes all of the evil that has been created from mankind, humans, jinn, animals, whatever it might be. 
فَيَسْتَعِيذُ بِخَالِقِهَا مِنَ الشَّرِّ الَّذِي فِيهَا So you seek refuge, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you protection from the evil that is within that creation of the humans, the jinn, the uh, animals. And then also, وَمِن شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا وَقَبْ and from the evil of the covering of the night when it envelops. Because when the night time comes, that is where the evil may spread. That is where the evil may spread and the evil entities, whether from humans or jinn or otherwise, may become widespread at that time of darkness. وَمِن and from the evil of the sorceresses, the, the magicians, when they blow into the knots, when the magicians, the female magicians, the sorceresses, when they blow into the knots to do magic, so you ask Allah for protection from that, from magic overcoming you, from them blowing into those knots. And also, وَمِن شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حسد. You ask Allah for protection from the evil of the one who envies. From the evil of the one who envies. وَالْحَاسِدُ هُوَ الَّذِي يُحِبُّ زَوَالَ النِّعْمَةِ عَنِ الْمَحْسُودِ الْحَاسِد the one who envies is the one who desires that a blessing be stripped away from his brother. He sees that his brother, somebody else, has been given some blessing and he desires that it be stripped away from him, taken away from him. And also the evil eye comes into this. That a person may affect somebody else with the evil eye. لأنه لا تصدر العين إلا عن نوع إلا عن نوع حسد. Because the evil eye does not occur except that there is an element of or a type of envy that you see something uh, of beauty of goodness that somebody else has. And there is some level or degree or type of envy that occurs from you in seeing that good item that somebody else has. And so the evil eye affects that, affects that person or that item. فَتَضَمَّنَتْ هَذِهِ الصُّورَةِ الْكَرِيمَةِ التَّعَوُّذْ مِنْ جَمِيعِ الشُّرُورِ عُمُومًا وَخُصُوصًا So that particular chapter, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ you are seeking refuge uh, with Allah from all different types of those evils. And then at the end, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ In that particular section then, سُورَةُ النَّاسِ فِيهَا التَّعَوُّذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ وَمَالِكِهِمْ وَإِلَاهِهِمْ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ الذي هو أصل الشرور كلها ومادتها وأساس بدوها وفجوها. And so you ask Allah سبحانه وتعالى 
in that particular chapter to give you protection from the shaitan, whereby all of the evil sources from him, all of the evil is sourced from the shaitan, it emanates from the shaitan, and so you ask Allah for protection from the shaitan, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ مَلِكِ النَّاسِ إِلَهِ النَّاسِ مِنْ شَرِّ الْوَسْوَاسِ الْخَنَّاسِ الَّذِي يُوَسْوِسُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection from shaitan the accursed. فَحَرِيٌّ بِالْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يُحَافِظَ عَلَى قِرَاءَةِ هَذِهِ السُّورِ الثَّلَاثِ كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ عِنْدَمَا يَأْوِي إِلَى فِرَاشِهِ على صفة التي كان يفعلها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لينال بذلك حفظ الله ورعايته ورعايته وكفايته ولينام قرير العين وبالله التوفيق So it is deserving it is worthy of a Muslim that he guards over reciting these three chapters every night when he retires to his bed uh, and to do it in the same way that the Prophet ﷺ used to do it. To put the two hands together, opened up and spittle into them and then recite the three. Uh, and then wipe over his body, beginning with the face and the head and the front side. And then whatever he's able to reach from behind. So that is one of the supplications that is mentioned that a believer should do every night before going to sleep. Also, min adhkar in nom, inna min al adhkar al azimati lati ustahabu lil muslimi an yuhafiza alayha kulla laylatin indama yawi ila firashihi qiraata ayat al kursi. Also, before going to sleep, it is of course sunnah that a believer should recite ayat al kursi. Allahu la ilaha illahu al-hayyul qayyum. That a person should recite ayatul kursi. فَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي السُنَّةِ مَا يَدُلُّ عَلَى فَضْلِ ذَلِكَ It is mentioned in the sunnah uh, what highlights the virtue of that. وَأَنَّ مَنْ قَرَأَهَا إِذَا أَوَى إِلَى فِرَاشِهِ فَإِنَّهُ لَمْ يَزَلْ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَافِظٌ وَلَا يَقْرَبُهُ شَيْطَانٌ حَتَّى يُصْلِحُ and that a person who recites that before going to sleep, then no evil comes to him, shaitan comes to him up until he arises. He has a guardian over him from Allah for the night up until he awakens. That is mentioned in Al-Bukhari from the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu qal, وَكَّلَنِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِحُفْظِ زَكَاةِ رَمَضَانِ Abu Hurairah said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم appointed me to, uh, to take responsibility over the zakat of Ramadan. فَأَتَانِي آتٍ And Abu Hurairah says, whilst he was looking after that zakat, he'd been appointed to look after it. He said, somebody came to me. فَجَعَلَ يَحْثُو مِنَ الطَّعَامِ And that person began scrummaging in, in the food. Rummaging in that food. فَأَخَذْتُهُ 
So Abu Huraira says, I took him, I got a hold of him, waqultu, wallahi la arfa'annaka ila rasulillah. He said, I'm going to take you to the messenger, because that food was zakat. It was zakat that was going to be distributed to the poor. And this person came and started taking some. And so Abu Huraira got a hold of him and said, I'm going to take you and report you to the messenger. قال, that person said, but I am in need and I have children. I am in need and I have children. And I have a severe need. So Abu Huraira says, when I heard that, I let him go then. فَأَصْبَحْتُ And then Abu Huraira says in the morning فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهِ عِسَلَّمُ So the Prophet صَلَى اللَّهِ عِسَلَّمُ then said to Abu Huraira that next morning يَا أَبَا هُرَيْرَ مَا فَعَلَ أَسِيرُكَ الْبَارِحَةِ Oh Abu Huraira, what did your asir, asir meaning like your prisoner, Abu Huraira had got a hold of him what did that person do, the one you had got a hold of last night? قَالْ قُلْتُ أَبُوْ هُرَيْرَ said, I said, يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ شَكَ حَاجَةً شَدِيدًا وَعِيَالًا فَرَحِمْتُ Abu Huraira said, he was complaining and saying that he's in poverty and he's got children in need. And so I felt so, uh, mercy, I gave him mercy and I left him. I let him go. قَالْ أَمَا إِنَّهُ قَدْ كَذَبَكَ وَسَيْعُودُ the messenger said he lied to you and he's going to come back again. فَعَرَفْتُ أَنَّهُ سَيْعُودُ Abu Huraira says, so I knew he was going to come back. The messenger told him so. لِقَوْلِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِنَّهُ سَيَعُودُ The messenger had told him he's going to come back. So Abu Huraira knew he was going to come back. فَرَصَدْتُهُ So Abu Huraira says, I lay in wait for him that next night. فَجَاءَ يَحْذُو مِنَ الطَّعَامِ and he came again and began going into the food again. And so the same thing happened. Abu Huraira got a hold of him again. He complained again, but I'm in need of my family, my children, poverty, etc. And so the same thing happened again. إِلَىٰ أَنْ قَالْ فَأَخَذْتُهُ يَعْنِي فِي الثَّالِثَةِ فَقُلْتُ لَأَرْفَعَنَّكَ إِلَىٰ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ so the second time that happened, and then the third night it happened again. But on the third night, then Abu Huraira said, هَذَا آخِرُ ثَلَاثِ مَرَّاتِ تَزْعُمُ أَنَّكَ لَا تَعُودِ said, this is the last time you're going to claim to me you're not coming back. ثُمَّ تَعُودِ And then you are going to come back. قَالْ دَعْنِي أُعَلِّمُكَ So then that man, now he knew Abu Huraira isn't going to accept any excuses anymore now. He says to him, leave me. أُعَلِّمُكَ كَلِمَاتِ يَنْفَعُكَ اللَّهُ بِهَا I will teach you some words that Allah will benefit you by them. قُلْتُ وَمَا هُنَّ Abu Huraira said, and what are they? قَالْ إِذَا أَوَيْتَ إِلَى فِرَاشِكَ He said, when you go to your bed, فَقْرَأْ آيَةَ الْكُرْسِ Recite آيَةُ الْكُرْسِ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ الْحَيُّ الْقَيُّمُ حَتَّى تَخْتِمَ الْآيَةِ Until you finish all of that ayatul kursi. فَإِنَّكَ لَنْ يَزَالَ عَلَيْكَ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَافَةِ Because then you will have, you will not cease to have a guardian from Allah. وَلَا يَقْرَبُكَ شَيْطَانٌ حَتَّى تُصْبِحْ And no shaitan will come close to you until you awaken in the morning. 
فخليت سبيله so then Abu Huraira let him go فأصبحت فقال لي رسول الله so then he says in the morning the messenger said to me ما فعل أسيرك البارحة what did your prisoner do last night فقلت so Abu Huraira said يا رسول الله oh messenger of Allah زعم أنه يعلمني كلمات فعني الله به وبها Abu Huraira said, O oh Messenger of Allah, he claimed to teach me some words that he said would benefit me, that Allah would benefit me with those words. Uh, so I let him go after he taught me those words. So the Messenger then says to him, Mahiya, what are they? Abu Huraira then says, He said to me that when you go to your bed, إذا أويت إلى فراشك الكرسي من أولها حتى تختم الآية. Abu Huraira said to the messenger, he said to me to recite Ayatul Kursi, all of it, beginning to end of Ayatul Kursi, when going to bed. And he said to me, لن يزال عليك من الله حافظ ولا يقربك شيطان حتى تصبح. That he said to me that uh, there will not cease to be a guardian for you from Allah, and no shaitan will come near you. وَكَانُوا أَحْرَصَ شَيْءٍ عَلَى الْخَيْءٍ and they were uh, uh, extremely diligent upon wanting goodness. فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم, So the messenger said, أَمَا إِنَّهُ قَدْ صَدَقَكَ وَهُوَ كَذُبٌ That indeed, he has told you the truth, even though he is an excessive liar. تَعَلَمْ مَنْ تُخَاطِبُ مُنْذُ ثَلَاثِ لَيَالٍ يَا أَبَا هُرَيْرَ so then the messenger said to Abu Huraira, Do you know who you've been talking to for the last three nights? Who that person has been? قَالَ لَا Abu Huraira said, No. قَالَ ذَاكَ شَيْطَانٌ That is the shaytan. The messenger said to him, That is the shaytan. فَهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ فِيهِ فَضْلُ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ الْكَرِيمَةِ وَعِظَمُ نَفْعِهَا وَشِدَّةُ تَأْثِيرِهَا فِي التَّحَرُّزِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ وَالْوِقَايَةِ مِنْ شَرِّهِ so this hadith tells you about the virtue of this great ayah and the great benefit of it and the, the, the high level of impact it has in protecting you from the shaitan. And that whoever reads it will be protected and safeguarded and no shaitan will come near him until he awakens. ذَلِكَ أَنَّ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ الْكَرِيمَةِ فِيهَا مِنْ تَوْحِيدِ اللَّهِ وَتَمْجِيدِهِ وَتَعْظِيمِهِ وَبَيَانِ تَفَرُّدِهِ بِالْكَمَالِ وَالْجَلَالِ مَا يُحَقِّقُ لِمَنْ قَرَأَهَا الْحَفْظَ وَالْكِفَايَةِ And that is because this particular ayah, ayatul kursi, has within it its meanings. When you look at the meanings of it very carefully, ayatul kursi, then you see within that the great meanings of the Tawheed of Allah and the extolation of Allah, extolling Allah and uh, the reverence of Allah. You see all of that within the meanings of Ayatul Kursi and all of that actualizes for you protection and guardianship. فَفِيهَا مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ الْحُسْنَى خَمْسَةَ أَسْمَاءِ Five of the names of Allah are mentioned in Ayatul Kursi. Five names of Allah are mentioned in it. So what are the five names? Allah. Allah at the beginning. Allah la ilaha. Allah. And then? Al-Hayyum. Al-Qayyum. 
العلي العظيم five names are mentioned within it and over 20 attributes are mentioned within it and that you can examine as well carefully afterwards over 20 attributes are mentioned within it وقد بدئت بذكر تفرد الله بالألوهية and so ayatul kursi it begins with mentioning the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it mentions uh, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who uh, keeps up or upkeeps the upkeep of creation is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it highlights that no deficiency overcomes Allah and that Allah's knowledge and power encompasses all of that which is in creation and the knowledge of Allah is affirmed so there are a great deal of meanings within Ayatul Kursi فَهِيَ آيَةٌ عَظِيمَةٌ فِيهَا مِنَ الْمَعَانِ الْجَلِيلَةِ وَالدَّلَالَاتِ الْعَمِيقَةِ وَالْمَعَارِفَ الْإِيمَانِيَّةِ مَا يَدُلُّ عَلَى عُظَمِهَا وَجَلَالَةِ شَأْنِهَا So there's tremendous meanings in Ayatul Kursi if you ponder over it carefully. وَقَدْ ثَبَتَ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَنَّهَا أَعْظَمُ آيَةٍ فِي الْقُرْآنِ And it is mentioned in fact, that it is the greatest ayah in the Qur'an. Ayatul Kursi is the greatest ayah in the Qur'an. That's in the hadith of Ubayy ibn Ka'ab, when the messenger said to him, Ya Aba al-Mandhar, atadri ayya ayatin fi kitab illahi a'adham? Do you know what is the greatest ayah in the Qur'an? He said, Allahu wa rasooluhu a'lam. Allah and his messenger know best. And so the messenger repeated that a few times up until eventually it was mentioned, Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyul qayyum. Ayatul Kursi. وَمِمَّا يُسْتَحَبُّ لِلْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يُحَافِظَ عَلَيْهِ عِنَّمَا يَأْوِي إِلَى فِرَاشِهِ أَنْ يَقْرَأْ سُورَةَ الْكَافِرُونَ وَيَجْعَلَهَا آخِرَ مَا يَقْرَأْ فَإِنَّهَا بَرَاءَةٌ مِنَ الشِّرْكِ So you have the three that you recite in spittal, you have Ayatul Kursi, then at the end, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ and that should be the last one that you recite at the end. قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ All of that chapter at the end. And قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ Along with قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ These two chapters are known as the chapters of sincerity. Because they indicate the sincerity of worship and tawheed to Allah alone and declaring your innocence from shirk and the mushrikun. So that is the two sections we'll do for today then. You have the recitation of Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad, Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falaq, Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Nas with the spittling and the wiping. Then you have on top of that Ayatul Kursi, Allahu la ilaha illa al-hayyul qayyum. And then on top of that, at the end you have, Qul ya ayyuhal kafirun. All of those from the remembrances, from the du'as that a person is supposed to recite before going to sleep. And if you do that, this is how a Muslim goes to sleep upon the remembrance of Allah. You do all of that, that's not something you do in five seconds. That takes a little bit of time to do that, and then Ayat al-Kursi, and then Qul ya al-Kafirun. So you're spending your final moments before sleeping in the remembrance of Allah. 
in those ayat, in those chapters of the Qur'an and their meanings. So this is how a believer keeps himself connected to Allah constantly. Next time then we'll carry on with the uh, uh, du'as that are supposed to be recited and it's going to be the last two ayat from Surah Al-Baqarah. And we'll speak about that from next week insha'Allah ta'ala. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم